Welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we're going to learn about cobblers, particularly the creeping crust cobbler, which is what we're making. This cobbler is really good with any kind of fruit, but today the blackberries were perfect, so I was able to con a couple people into picking them. Tom by, Sawyer style. Yes, by promising them <laughs> the reward of the blackberry creeping crust cobbler so that's what we're having um it's towards the end of july in western pennsylvania and uh blackberries are ripening up like crazy they're a little small this year because we've had a pretty dry june and july but um they're very very sweet and it's so funny because the foliage kinds of the the foliage 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 as everyone, I'm sure as you know by now, my pronunciation <laughs> sucks. So the leaves start to dry up and die. <laughs> I'll stick to my words. The um, leaves. Thanks a lot. I'm going to hit you. Uh, the, the, the leaves, plurals, plurals with the Vs, plurals. The leaves are starting to, uh, They. it's really funny. They kind of dry up a little bit and die off so the berries are really exposed which probably is for uh the benefit of animals and birds like you know so they can see them easier however for humans it's fantastic so they're very visible um they're growing on the bank in my driveway actually which is kind of bad because it's a steep bank so picking them is a little risky you either have to dive into them okay you have to dive into them. There's no either. You're diving into the berries. So you get those outside ones first, you know, the safe berries, but you know the really nice berries. You're going into the you're going into it. And they're very pinchy. They have a, a we call them jaggers in western Pennsylvania. We call them jagger bushes or jaggers. They're just thorns. Um, in eastern Pennsylvania, they call them pricks, which really makes me laugh. <laughs> Going to go into the pricks and pick some berries, you know. Uh, better watch out with all those so. pricks. <laughs> That's what happens. Those pricks get there first, and then you don't get any berries. Yeah. <laughs> but um, So you have to go into the jaggers and get them, which is sort of like one of those life lessons. Sometimes the best things are the most painful to get. Uh, we got the blackberries. And you only need, um, to make this cobbler, you need two cups of fruit, whatever fruit you're using. It's a very nice cobbler for berries because it's not particularly labor-intensive when you're using berries. It's mainly you rinse the berries off and they're ready to go in. Um, now, could you use, like, a, like apples or peaches mm -hmm. or something I like have that? used, peaches work really well. Blueberries work really well. Um, apples aren't as juicy, so I don't know. No, but apples, if you get a really good apple, like a ginger gold, a golden crisp, the sweeter apples that are more intended so, for... Like uh, the yellow ones or some yeah, of the red ones? Yeah, golden, delicious, something that's very, very flavorable. Flavorful? Flavorable? What is that? Flavorful? <laughs> it's a bowl of flavor. <laughs> it's a bowl of flavor. It'll bully you over. <laughs> But not too tart. You don't want to use a Granny Smith apple. You want something that's um, a sweeter apple. I've used rhubarb in this. Every kind of berry, I think. I mean, you can use... This This cobbler is so forgiving, I'll say. Versatile. Versatile. Easy and simple. But you can use canned fruit, frozen fruit. 
whatever, whatever you have. And it works really, everything comes out really well. But fresh is the best. And the recipe, the original recipe, I got it. It's one of those, I collect recipe books, which I really enjoy doing. I like especially the little specialty recipe books. Like if you go, okay, let's say you go to uh, Florida Gatorland. And they have the Florida Gatorland gift shop recipe book. You have to buy Ways that. Ways to cook alligator. Right. It's usually shaped like yeah. a gator. Okay. Yeah. But I like to get those kind of cookbooks. Well, somebody bought me this cookbook that's called the Berry Good Cookbook, and it's shaped like a strawberry. <laughs> but it has, I think I've made everything in it. It has the best berry recipes ever. Yeah. And that's where I got this recipe at. So I use it all the time, and um, like I said, it's a very uh, it's a very simple, versatile recipe, and it it uh, makes a really nice finished product. Uh, sometimes you have to bake it a little longer than others. Like for example, if your fruit is a little bit on the cold side, you can heat your fruit up first. But I don't always like to do that because it makes it mushy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather heat it up in the dessert and bake it ten extra mi- minutes. So. For your creeping crust cobbler, I used two cups of blackberries from my driveway blackberry bushes, and I rinsed them. Um, this is how you wash berries, and this goes for... Wait, I think we covered this in one of the other episodes. Um, really? One of the strawberry episodes. Oh, I think we episodes. did the strawberry ones. Um, it, basically, you use a, a bowl. You put the berries in a bowl, cover them with water, and swirl them with your hand, and then scoop them up and with your hand and place them into a, to a uh, sieve or a colander trifle episode the trifle episode right because you use different kinds of we berries did talk about that because you don't want the berries to soak in the water and absorb the water number one number two you do want to rinse the berries off because believe me when you're picking berries i mean in the grocery store berries they're usually pretty clean but when you yourself are picking berries you're going to have leaves stems things blood from the jaggers getting you blood <laughs> Well, I don't know about the blood, but you're going to have things in there that you are not going to want to eat. By things, I mean insects. So you're going to want to rinse them and rinse them off pretty well. My berries this year, amazingly, didn't have insects on them, which is great because usually once they figure out you have berries, they're in there. My husband is right now... I told you, there could be blood. ...whining about his many scratches (laughs) on his arms that he got from picking these berries. But he survived, and his cobbler is on the stove cooling slightly. So, And we do have ice cream to go with and it. And there is ice cream to go with it. So, you know. Look, he's very happy. He's so happy. He just walked away to the cobbler. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're going to have two cups of blackberries, or whichever berries you choose. But it's, like I said, if you go to your local farmer's market, um, wherever you are in the world, you know there's a farm market somewhere nearby, and there's going to be some kind of berries there. So... Go down to your farmer's market. If you would get a quart of berries, um, that's going to be about two cups. Might be a little bit slightly more, but that'll allow you to eat them on your way home. And then you'll have enough berries when you get home to make the cobbler. You might want to so, get an extra quart for nibbling on the way home. <laughs> extra quart for nibbling. This is the nibbling quart. This is the cooking quart. So uh, you rinse your berries. You're going to let them sit. Rinse the berries first so they can sit and drain while you're doing your other stuff. This recipe is an odd recipe, so I'm going to tell you what you do. You get a stick of butter, one stick of butter, which is half a cup, and put it in your baking dish, which is a 10-inch square, 10-inch round, in the vicinity of 10 inches. Like, I have a square dish that I use that is about 8.5 inches square, but it tapers up. So by the time you get up about an inch and a half or so, 
you know, you're approaching nine and a half inches, whatever. So in the realm of 10 inches, thereabouts, that whatever. And you're going to take, uh, put the stick of butter in there, cut it up into little bits and melt that. You can either melt it in your oven while your oven is preheating, or you can melt it in the microwave, however you choose. But you want it to be melted um, till it's liquid. And then you're going to set that aside while you mix up uh, one cup of flour, one cup of sugar, and one teaspoon of baking powder. Just mix that up in a bowl. And to that, you're going to add half a cup of milk. This is your batter. So you mix your batter up. Uh, your butter is melting in your dish. You mix your batter up, set that aside, get your two cups of berries ready. Now here is your... Uh, technique in the recipe. You're going to take your batter and drop it in little spoonfuls all around on top of your butter. And then on top of that, you're going to put your blackberries. Then you're going to put that into the oven, which has been preheated to 350 degrees, and you're going to bake that for about 30 minutes. Now mine that I just made right now, I ended up baking it for 45 minutes, but what I usually do, you check that at 30 minutes and see what it looks like. If the sides are not nice and brown and crispy looking, it's not done. So you want the edges around the edge of the pan to be like, they'll, they'll look crispy. I mean, they really will look crispy. And then the top of it will be a lighter color and the fruit will be somewhat suspended in the cobbler and somewhat showing. So sometimes if it's really heavy fruit like peaches, they'll sink down inside of it and you'll get a lot of crust on the top, which is the crust is awesome because the butter kind of fries it, you know. It's very, very good. So then what you're, when it's done, you're going to take it out of the oven and let it cool for a little while, you know, maybe half hour, and you want to eat it warm. It's really good warm. And um, I'm going to, when we make the recipe card up, I put serves uh, from one to eight people. <laughs> <laughs> you could finish off one of these by yourself. So, yeah. But it, it, this kind of a dessert, if you were having it with, say, ice cream, you know, you put a scoop of the cobbler with a scoop of ice cream together you could probably out of a, a 10 inch pan you could probably get like nine servings out of it easily um and you know for not something small servings no no they're not and and if you you know if you weren't having ice cream with it if you're just serving it by itself you'd probably get six servings out of it anyway so it does make a lot of servings but it's really good and it's kind of a unique kind of a cobbler because it's not dry it's not that dry, you know, floating mass of dough on top of fruit. It's 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 a it's, creeping. It's a creeping it creeps up. crust. Creeps up on you. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get a chance to try it and enjoy it because it's berry season and you know the blueberries are on, the blackberries are on, the raspberries are on, and you should be able to still get possibly the late strawberries. The peaches are coming on um, seasonally, and I'm always speaking from the terminology of Western Pennsylvania, of course, but in other parts of the country, you know, there are other fruits happening all the time. So, mm -hmm. the, like I said, cherries, this thing is awesome with cherries. So if you get a chance to, um, we have a local farm market that will order uh, pitted cherries in from Michigan, and um, they, they come like, it's, it's an awesome thing. They come already pitted, but they're also in juice. So not only do you get all those delicious cherries, you get all that delicious cherry juice to mess around with. Make jellies and jams and pies and whatnot. And cocktails. And cocktails, of course, with that Which delicious cherry juice. Which we refreshing drinks. Yes. So, um, oh, I wonder, could you do this with, like, tropical fruits? 
like mango or something. You know what? I don't, I I don't know if pineapple I would work texture-wise. You know what would be good, though? What if you took pineapple, mango... I just, I don't... Because pineapple's kind of... Yeah, but Like, if, the texture, I don't know if it would work in a Yeah, but if you put the... What's the chopped up pineapple called? The tidbits. The, the little bits of pineapple. They're very tiny. Like, you can use them in cakes and stuff. Oh, I don't if think I've you seen did that before. A pineapple mango with maybe apricots also for that little tartness in there. Or even just mango apricot would be good. I think that would be good, though. We'll have to try that in a tropical fruit one. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good experiment. If you guys try this with something different, hey, you know, let me know. Put it on my Mary Mac Bakehouse Facebook page. Give me a comment. Um, you can tweet it to me at Mary Mac Bakehouse or Mobile Mary Mac or Your Twitter is Mary Mac Mixes. Oh, Mary Mac Mixes. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. At Mary Mac Mixes, <laughs> at Mobile Mary Mac, and at Mary Mac Podcast. Mary Mac Podcast, and I mean you could tweet it to anim- at Animac Graphics, but I really have nothing to do with this. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, the Facebook page is a good place, and then our Instagram, Mary Mac Bakehouse Instagram, um, where we'll have pictures of the things that we make. We put on there. So we'll also have on our uh, website. You can comment on pictures, which we yes. just started this past week. Yeah, our beautiful website, which is MaryMacPodcast.com. You can go to our website and see all of our podcasts and all of our pictures of food and various Every items. Every picture. We will and have recipe cards up there and recipes. But those aren't done yet because I have to type those all out. Right, but they're very close. We have yes. these really awesome recipe cards with our Mary Mac in the kitchen with Mary Mac logo on them. And what will be they're we'll, four by six. Four so. by six. So what we'll yeah. do is we're going to make it available for you to print that recipe out, and you can print it out on either a four by six card or even a piece of photo paper that mm-hmm. I have like. Hundreds of pieces of 4x6 photo paper from buying ink for a certain printer that I had, and I still have all this photo paper. Yeah. Or you could so, just save it on your phone. Right, you could save it on your phone or on your computer. They're, I'm going to make them like as high-quality files as I can mm-hmm. so that you know they're not all pixelated whenever you're using them. Right, so our thought is that you would be able to, technically, if you like the recipe, you could print that card out and put it in your own recipe file or in your own mm-hmm. recipe book have it, you know, an actual physical card, or you can save it in your recipe file on your computer. And it'll have our little logo so you'll know where you got it and where you heard it. And then um, the thing about the podcast is, if you look at the recipe and you think, oh, I can't remember about this or whatever, or I'm not sure about how you do this, um, you can always go and listen to the podcast. You know, it's only a few minutes long, so you can listen to the podcast and hear about it. You could go to the Facebook page, look at the pictures, whatever. Go to the website. Have the recipe in front of you. Listen to the podcast while you're making the thing. Listen, we have total coverage here. If you're going to be in western Pennsylvania the weekend of August 6, 2016, make sure you stop at Standing Chimney. Check us out at www.standingchimney.com. We'll be open Saturday, August 6th from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. We have got all kinds of really cool locally made, made in the USA, made by your neighbor, made by your grandma, made by your neighbor's grandma, all kinds of stuff in there that you would love to have or buy for a friend. So stop and see us. Thank you very much for listening to this <laughs> complete silliness today. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us. We really appreciate it. And if you didn't, too bad for you.